This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to Dear Legal Ops the podcast tackling tough topics, impacting today's evolving legal operations community anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the legal ops community. So grab that glass of wine and get comfy as we share stories from the legal ops community aimed at digging deeper to find and release your inner brilliance, personally and professionally. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Dear Legal Ops. I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. On today's episode, we'll concoct a CPRA cocktail as we count down to a new year. We'll dig deeper into the successful strategies during your first 100 days in a new legal ops role and sing our favorite compliance carol, courtesy of Carly Rae Compliance Lists. As we reflect on the past year and turn to a new chapter, we remember to take care of ourselves by putting on our oxygen masks before helping others. After all, we've got 100 new legal ops problems in the new year, but CPRA isn't one. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. Our first letter today was manufactured from a prescription bottle in Anxiety, Alabama. Our listener, Nervous Nelly writes, Dear Legal Ops, starting in the new year, I'm proud to announce I'll be leaping from a supervising paralegal role at a prestigious law firm to my first legal ops manager role for a smaller company. Most of the advice I've received from LinkedIn is, your first 100 days are the most crucial. Don't f*** it up. New year, new me has turned into wah-wah, new anxiety, new therapist. Before I show up on day one, how do I make an impact in the first 100 days on the job? And will I be asked to sashay away if I screw it up? I hope each and every one of you enjoyed the time off during the holiday season. Before we get to our nervous Nancy from Anxiety Alabama, I just wanted to kind of share a little bit uh, of what's been going on since we've taken a break and are now returning for our first episode in the new year. For me, I just returned after unplugging from the world for a week in the Caribbean with my family on a cruise. Oh, child, you heard me correctly. After what seemed like a hurricane of a year, followed by a recession, Rita, it was clear to me that I needed some time to disconnect from the hustle and bustle of life and give myself space to recharge. After all, isn't 
that what the vacation bank at work is for? You see, the end of the year is a natural time for reflection and renewal. It's a time to, you know, take stock of the year that's passed and really set intentions for the year ahead. So it's entirely logical that we would hold tight to the idea of a new calendar year marking new beginnings, new resolutions that are then not resolutions 30 days later, and at time, a whole new sense of self. We change our habits, update our wardrobes, sign up for a gym membership, and then cancel it 45 days later. And for some of us, really reassess our respective career trajectories. But much like the often forgotten sequel, How to Lose a Legal Ops Role in 100 Days, there is no magical blueprint to what you should do to have impact on the first 100 days on the job, Nancy. But fear not, girl, we're here to calm your nerves down with some community resources and obviously a TLDR tip to set you up with successful goals for the first 100 days in your new and well-deserved legal ops role. First, there's a fantastic resource out there from Clock called, wait for it, Guide to Your First 100 Days in Legal Ops. Now, I could go tell you to go read that, take the quiz at the end, and bam, mama, you're set up for success in that new legal operations career with your company. But we all know there's no magic wand or even bam in the in-house legal operations success matrix. If you haven't listened to our Dear Legal Ops episode one or four, we go into in-depth on Legal Ops 101 and being lost in the sea of legal operations at a new company. So add it to your queue. You see, Nancy building out a successful legal ops function, it's a complex and dynamic process that requires careful consideration. And you have to really have that unique je ne sais quoi understanding the needs of the organization. There is no one-size-fits-all blueprint for building out a legal ops team. And the right approach, it really does vary depending upon the specific circumstances. So I wanted to, you know, dig a little deeper in research for this episode. And let me tell you, I'm so glad I did. By the time this episode airs, I'm sure the excitement of chat GPT will have, you know, simmered down. But I wanted to take her out for a Dear Legal Ops date and see where the first 100 days lied ahead. So after asking our bold and bubbly bot, quote, what should you accomplish in the first 100 days of legal operations at a new job? End quote. I received the best response. It was, when starting a new role in legal operations, it is important to hit the ground running. The first 100 days are crucial for setting the tone and direction for the rest of the time in the position. This means that it's important to have a plan for achieving your goals during this time. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Let me tell you what is often seen with you hungry, hungry hippos out there and you're ready to solve all of the company's operational problems like Carmen Sandiego within the first 100 days. We're all eager to prove ourselves and make a good impression. But think about it. You would set yourself immediately up to think that you can turn things around in a very quick amount of time. And that's just really not the case. Over time, you're going to quickly identify, yes, several areas where a project, you know, could be streamlined. Maybe you found costs to be cut. All of a sudden, you take that information, throw a couple quick slides together, show it to your team, highlight how you can score those wins, and bam, 
you think you've proven your value out of the gate. I think what we often see is that in these positions, your enthusiasm and drive to succeed, it's quickly ruffled some peacock feathers. And let me tell you, those lawyers are already planning how to roast you like a Thanksgiving turkey. Turns out, multiple people made comments to your boss about how you were coming in all hot and heavy, Betty White style, trying to shake things up without fully understanding the complexities of projects or processes. So in this scenario, as this tension increased, you little hungry, hungry hippo, you found yourself caught in the middle and realizing that leading with a too aggressive approach was failing and you need to find a way to work with the team rather than against the team. So Nancy, girl, I hope this often experienced eagerness that a lot of us business professionals take the bait and then get trapped. It really just highlights the importance of considering the perspective of others and finding a balance between pushing for change and working collaboratively. It's just like dating. You can't be love bombing your cross-functional stakeholders on the first date. Calm down, Horletta. As for whether you will be asked to sashay away if you screw it up, it's important to remember that everybody makes mistakes. The key is learn from them and take steps to improve. If you take responsibility for your mistakes, pepper in showing some willingness to learn and grow, and ultimately continue to work hard and continue to contribute to the organization, you should be able to recover from any setbacks and continue to make a positive impact in your legal ops role or your teams. So now that we're at that Dear Legal Ops TLDR tips and tricks time, how do you succeed in your first 100 days in a new legal ops role? Well, first and foremost, one of the biggest pieces of advice here at Dear Legal Ops is to take the time to listen and learn. The first 100 days can be a critical period, and it's really important that that time is spent to get to know the organization, its culture, the people, I always talk about this a lot, the people. That's why I put people before payments and process. This can involve things like meeting with your legal team and business stakeholders at all levels, observing meetings, decision-making processes, and gathering feedback and input. But more importantly, we'd like to get the Dear Legal Ops abbreviated advice in the form of L-E-G-A-L. L. Listen to the concerns and suggestions of others. E, engage in open and honest communication. G, generate ideas and solutions together. A, agree on a plan of action. And finally, L, lead the implementation of the plan effectively. By following this abbreviated L-E-G-A-L within your first 100 days, it will allow you to listen to the perspectives of others and engage in open communication. Generating ideas together, hopefully they'll ultimately organically spin a list of goals or plans of actions to accomplish in your new role, and think about it, in the first 100 days, so that you can ensure that any change is well thought out and supported. And by effectively leading the implementation of the plan, Legal Ops can ensure any change is adopted smoothly and successfully. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Overall, the first 100 days in a new role in legal operations can be challenging, but exciting. And I think that's what we really want to emphasize. Done right and setting clear goals, 
you can ultimately create a plan for achieving them and then set yourself and the legal department up for success. But buyer beware, do not come in category five hurricane style by bringing the trauma of previous jobs into your new role. Nancy, girl, you've earned it. But remember, any new legal ops role at a company can be a challenging and exciting experience. So make sure that you pay attention to both. By listening and learning, building relationships and trust, and ultimately setting clear goals and priorities, you can set yourself and your team up to shine successfully in the first 100 days and beyond. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies with a level of precision that only a data-driven, vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L dot I-O. Legal.io your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace designed with the legal operations community in mind. All right, our second letter today comes from Carly, don't call me CPRA, Ray compliance list. Our listener writes, Dear Legal Ops, confession time. I come from a corporate and contracts background and have only dipped a toe or two in the cool waters of privacy and information governance. But now, working for a company headquartered in California, these new privacy laws are no joke. CPRA is chock full of complex provisions and technical jargon, and frankly, I'm over it. I threw a wish in the well. Don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked at CPRA next year and said, and now you're in my way. Can you share some CPRA understandings as it relates to legal operations? And I promise to consent. Oh, Carly, we just couldn't help with all of the fabulous puns here. But let's go take a dip into the privacy pond. And to be honest, we haven't consented yet. But good news, here at Dear Legal Ops, we have a great sense of data humor. So as we turn the calendar to a new year, Legal operations leaders get ready. The California Privacy Rights Act, or CPRA, (laughs) compliance date, it's actually already taken effect by the time we're going live here. It went into effect January 1st, 2023. I know, you must be thinking, skip, fast forward, block, block, block. But hear me out. I think this is going to be a really great letter and segment of today's episode but you can choose to opt out of this Legal Ops Privacy 101 discussion. But don't be surprised if you end up overseeing privacy and information governance initiatives under legal operations in 2023. Carly, 
Your stare was holding, ripped jeans, technical programs was showing. Hot night, InfoGovern was blowing. Where you think CPRA's going, baby? So where do the privacy, information, and legal operations roads converge? And if the cookie monster has good internet privacy, why do we insist on collecting his cookies? As the amount of data being generated and collected by organizations continues to grow, the need for effective privacy and information governance practices, it's becoming increasingly essential. You know, one of the key aspects of privacy and information governance is ultimately data protection. So I, in preparation for this episode, did a quick search on LinkedIn and revealed there's over 500 open roles posted at this intersection of privacy and legal operations. And I have to say, I was in shock. But after opting in for more information, it should come as no surprise that for corporate in-house departments, the devil is in the data. A recent article was published, and the results were astonishing, but not surprising. In many cases, in-house legal departments have little or no structure in their information governance. They manage this loosely, if at all, making it difficult to get access to the right information and exposing the company to possible risk. Some crazy stats that I saw were more than 50% of in-house legal teams under 50 people do not have analysts who are responsible for supporting business intelligence for legal operations and privacy analytics. And then even crazier, more than 75% of in-house legal teams with less than 10 people say their companies do not have IT and technical resources that are ultimately responsible for validating the completeness and accuracy of data from legal systems. Those are some pretty astonishing numbers for such important initiatives related to compliance, privacy, and regulatory. So how is legal operations tied to privacy and information governance? Two ways that we're going to break it down here at Dear Legal Ops. One, legal ops as a profession can be responsible for ensuring that an organization's data is collected, stored, and used in compliance with relevant laws and regulations. We're talking about, you know, implementing appropriate consent mechanisms, establishing data retention policies, heck, even making sure that that data is handled securely. Legal operations departments are increasingly being tasked with managing these complex and evolving challenges related to an organization's data and the way it is collected, stored, and used. And then the second part is, once you've collected and stored the data, well, that's where legal ops fun does not stop, children. This train is going to keep, keep going on. So the second part about how legal operations is tied to privacy and information governance is tying together that legal operations teams, they're ultimately responsible for establishing and enforcing policies and procedures for the management of the organization's data. One half of the segment is collecting, storing, and using the data. And then the other half is responsible for procedures and policies that enforce the management of the data. So when we talk about that second segment, this really involves things like defining roles and responsibilities for data management, establishing some standards for data quality and accuracy, and ultimately implementing hello change management, processes for data sharing and collaboration. Overall, the trend of privacy and information governance in legal operations, it's an important one to watch. As organizations continue to generate and collect more data, Legal ops departments will play a crucial role in ensuring that data is managed in a responsible and compliant manner. 
One important Dear Legal Ops tip is breaking down the difference between information governance and privacy compliance. Y'all, I actually picked up a phone, reached out to one of my mentors who I've dubbed the Prince of Privacy and Imperial Information Governance Guru, love you Carl Morrison, head of legal ops at MGM, and wanted to pass this along to our listeners. Privacy compliance focuses on implementing policies and procedures for collecting, storing, and using personal data in a way that's compliant with the laws and regulations. Whereas information governance initiatives, they're actually about the implementation and practices to maximize the value of an organization's data and information assets. Carl often says I don't give him enough privacy, or at least that's what he wrote in his diary. Okay, now that we've nibbled on some privacy provisions as an appetizer, let's craft a CPRA cocktail for those unfamiliar with its implications for in-house legal ops teams in 2023. So as we said earlier, the CPRA went into effect as of January 1st, 2023, and requires that all California consumers, especially employees within a company, that there are going to be these sweeping changes related to privacy and personal information that is sold or collected. So for in-house legal operations teams, the CPRA presents both challenges and opportunities. You know, on one hand, the expanded rights for these consumers, or we can call them employees, they'll require the business to be even more vigilant in their compliance efforts. So legal ops will get involved potentially with updating privacy policies and procedures, maybe adapting to our employee trainings, and ultimately maybe implementing new systems for managing those requests. On the other hand, (laughs) here comes Debbie Downer. The CPRA presents an opportunity for legal teams to really navigate this new landscape, but be in a position to actually provide valuable insights and guidance on how the CPRA will affect the company's operations. And one thing I think that can really be beefed up is the integration of technology to work closely with other business units or departments to ensure a full company compliance. So this is a significant change of how personal data is handled and what employers and employees are required to do, along with changes to current policies and procedures. But where we're trying to get at here is that it's no matter what going to require a complete overhaul of current privacy and cybersecurity activities, and legal operations leaders should be prepared to take action. What does this mean for our wonderful and boisterous legal operations community? Rather than just focusing on how to respond to an individual's request or getting into those tactical tasks to be in compliance with CPRA, GDPR, or any other four-letter privacy acronym, we really should be as legal ops teams focusing and looking at technology solutions to ensure that there's not just a workflow process manually updated in an Excel spreadsheet, but that there's a fail-proof technology measure to ensure adherence data subject requests that come in and make sure that they are in compliance with auditing requirements. One of the key technologies during privacy, information governance, and compliance initiatives is the use of artificial intelligence, AI, or machine learning. These tools are being used to automate many of the tedious and time-consuming tasks associated with information governance. And this is, in legal ops language, sorting or organizing and categorizing large volumes of data or data requests. This not only saves time and resources, but this technology ultimately ensures that sensitive information is handled properly 
and in accordance with relevant laws and regulations. Another area, in addition to AI and machine learning, that we're also seeing a lot of innovation is in the development of blockchain-based solutions for information governance. Blockchain technology allows for the creation of secure, decentralized databases that can be used to store and manage sensitive information. Okay, sorry. This not only provides a high level of security, but it also makes it easier to track and audit how information is used, ensuring that it's handled in a compliant and transparent manner. So you see, even if your privacy compliance or information governance practice group doesn't fall under the, quote, direct purview of legal operations, we're seeing legal operations embrace and RFP technology solutions, maybe even as a direct result of CPRA, in order to support the privacy and information governance practices and initiatives within our company. And hey, we're excited to see how these trends will continue to evolve in the coming years. As we move into 2023 and the CPRA goes into effect, it's important for in-house legal operations teams to be prepared. By staying informed, collaborating with other departments, and staying agile, us powerful in-house teams and legal operations, we can help drive our companies to successfully navigate this new privacy landscape. Well, y'all, it's last call after a rowdy New Year's Eve. Once you've recovered from the free-flowing bubbly and enjoyed some time unplugged, it may seem natural to press the accelerator and overcommit to new goals without any time to properly reflect on 2022. But don't fall for that trap, Nancy. Many of us forget about the value and importance of having complementary personal and professional growth and really the ways in which it can enrich our lives and improve our overall well-being. After all, if we learned anything from this pandemic, remember to take care of yourself by putting on your own oxygen mask before helping others. One of the key benefits of a new year, new me, mentality and the opportunity for growth is the chance to learn new skills and gain new experiences. Even in preparing for this episode, I learned more about privacy, information governance, and CPRA than I ever dreamed of. And this privacy pillow talk got me to thinking about the importance of listening and learning. After all, why go through all of the trouble of putting yourself out there only to hang yourself within the first 100 days in your new legal operations role? In today's fast-paced world, it can be easy to get caught up in our own thoughts, priorities, and past experiences often neglecting the importance of listening and learning from others. But the truth is, listening and learning is a critical skill that can have a profound impact on our ability to grow and develop, both personally and professionally. By better understanding the perspectives of others and new experiences, it allows us to empathize with those around us and to build stronger connections. Especially in the workplace, Learning a new concept or key business decision can also help us better understand the needs and challenges of our colleagues and clients, which ultimately improves collaboration and drives better outcomes. Likewise, when we listen actively and with an open mind, we can gain new insights and perspectives that can challenge our beliefs and assumptions. This can help us to expand our knowledge and understanding and can even inspire some new legal ops ideas and innovations. So as we turn the chapter and start this fresh, brand new 2023 with a blank canvas, let's make a commitment to listen more actively, 
and with an open mind so that we can continue to learn and grow in this new year. For more Dear Legal Ops content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough legal ops topic you want us to tackle? Share your legal ops stories with us at dearlegalops.com slash submit for a chance to be featured on the show. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. Until next time.